0: joneswalker.com. And by the Alliance Safety Council, delivering instructor-led on-site computer lab and online training through more than 100 authorized training providers in 31 states and two countries. Headquartered in Baton Rouge, Alliance is focused on the future of learning technology and training process innovation for business and industry, for safety, and other corporate training needs. More information is at alliancesafetycouncil.org. And by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world.
1: From Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge style.
2: Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. The Me Too movement may have quieted down for the moment, but new revelations continue to make national headlines from time to time, reminding us that women have not been treated equally by men in the workplace and have been exploited because of their gender. They've had to work that much harder and overcome that many more barriers to achieve success. Today we have two guests who are creating new opportunities for women in what has traditionally been a World. Joining me is Monique Scott Spaulding, owner of Jannie King of Baton Rouge, the local franchise of the world's largest commercial cleaning company. Jannie King has more than 120 support offices in 10 countries and a network of more than 9,000 franchisees who provide commercial cleaning services to a wide range of customer locations, including office buildings, hospitals, hotels, sporting venues, universities, restaurants, manufacturing facilities, and more. Monique started the Baton Rouge Janne King franchise in 1998. In the years since, she's grown the company to one of the top franchises in the region with dozens of clients, hundreds of employees, and multiple sales and franchisee of the year awards. The story of how Monique got started and the way she has parlayed her success into a platform for giving back to the community are extraordinary. And Monique, thanks for coming on the show today to share those stories with us. Well, thank you for having me, Stephanie. With me and Monique is Paula Shreve, co-founder of the Red Magnolia Theatre Company, which is the first all-female theater group in Baton Rouge. Paula and her co-founder Michelle Johnson founded the theater company in August of 2017, originally under a different name, after growing tired of the lack of leading roles for local actresses. But Red Magnolia Theater Company doesn't just encourage women to star in productions, it provides an outlet for women in all aspects of theater production while serving the community with enriching and entertaining performances. By day, Paula is a legal assistant to an energy services company. She's also a professional singer, performing at weddings and cantering at local churches. Paula it's a pleasure to have you here today with us on the show. Oh thanks for having me Stephanie. Thank you. Okay well Monique I want to start with you because at just 25 years old you faced one of the big, biggest challenges of your life when your mom died and your 13 year old sister came to live with you and you had to support her and you weren't earning enough money at the time to do that so you said I'm going to go into business as a Jenny King franchisee.
3: So at that time, I had actually started a company for General Health Systems, a company that owns the Baton Rouge General Hospital. And I knew that I had maximized my earning capacity because obviously women in the workplace don't always earn as much as um, as others. And I knew that there were other opportunities mm-hmm. for me to explore. And because General Health Foundation believed in me, I chose to believe in myself and to secure an opportunity to start the Janet King franchise. Now, I will share with you that I am now in twenty 2019, one of over 100 franchise owners here in Baton Rouge. Um, I served as the largest franchise for more than 15 of the 21 years that I've been in business. But um, the flexibility and earning and the opportunity to creatively build a business and then to support employees and friends and and women who were inspired by my story to start their own businesses has been phenomenal. And then also to give back to the community has been amazing as well. What attracted you to to the, to the field of commercial cleaning so managing people I knew that I can do that the first company I started had over 600 employees in many different um, fields um, we all supported medical services in some of the area yeah, chemical plants and supported nurses and schools and what have you so managing people I felt very confident about the structure of the Janet King franchise is that they teach you how to clean ah. They teach you the um, the opportunity to be able to support different kinds of accounts. So if it's healthcare cleaning, hospitality cleaning, educational services, if it's cleaning, you know, multi um, facilities um, cleaning, that that's helpful as well. And so whatever you choose to do, Janet King's franchise structure. Afford you that opportunity with um, incredible education and operation support and even self support as well. That's great. Now,
2: now you said that the health company, General Health Systems, you had been with, has 600 employees,
3: and you had worked with them. You didn't found that company so that came about I was in college and I um, was an assistant to the director of nursing and I was one of my responsibilities was preparing the finance reports for her meeting with the director of nursing the VP of nursing and the uh, CEO and we continually looked at deficits. And the deficits were due to bringing in contract nurses um, from all over the world, from China, Australia, Canada, or what have you. We were spending multiple millions of dollars of doing that. And so the opportunity afforded itself to grow our own, so to speak, to build our own. And so we cultivated um, a group of nurses, males, females, all different um, capacities to build a, an internal Um, supplemental staffing agency and so there were non-benefited employees we expanded to nurse tech positions we expanded to um, secretarial positions we supported um, EBR school system prior to health centers and schools being formed we supported the chemical plant industry with supplementing nurses and what have you and so I did have the opportunity to build that for the system gotcha okay interesting well Paula so you
2: or in the legal profession, and decided to start a theater company for all women. How did this come about?
1: Well, Michelle Johnson and I both had performed with Theater Baton Rouge in Tony and Tina's Wedding years before, and I was in a production of August Osage County. Um, It was the first time I was in a play not a musical. Uh, My background being in opera and musical theater it was new to me so I had been taking acting classes locally by some wonderful instructors that have been on television um, so and on stages such as Broadway and tours. So I was very excited about that production. Um, It was at the Ascension Community Theater and Michelle came to see the show and right after the production she ran up to me congratulated me and she basically asked me if I would be interested in joining her and just meeting with a bunch of other friends and acquaintances we'd met through theater uh, to read some scripts and because we wanted some opportunities, some more opportunities to hear women roles. Yeah. So over wine or drinks and appetizers at different friends' homes we started meeting and reading scripts we were interested in that we hadn't read before and then we just word got out and more friends reached out to us and before we knew it we were like "Well, we should probably put on a production so we founded the theater uh, and it was Pelagia Productions first but we decided to change it to Red Magnolia Theatre Company because you know the red for the red stick and the magnolia symbolizes a a, flower in the south that uh, It it embodies what women are, you know, strong, but soft, beautiful, but commanding. So we, we wanted, we just, it just organically grew out of friendship, and we wanted it to be a company that focused on having joyous experiences together as friends. So, you know, and I mentioned this when I introduced
2: you, um, I want to dive into it a little bit more. Are there not enough opportunities for women in theater in Baton Rouge and everywhere, or is it just here? Um.
1: No, I would say that the Me Too movement came slowly after that. Uh, we, we actually started this before that really became the headlines nationally. Uh, theater, there's not a lot, to my opinion. I, I, came from, I moved here from Philadelphia before moving and becoming a resident of Baton Rouge, and there's there are theaters here but there really aren't a lot um you know schools education in the arts you know the private schools have that covered but i wouldn't say it's across the board everywhere it's not as an important you know as math or other subjects so we're trying we wanted to to answer your question no there there just aren't a lot of, there's not enough theater, and then when you you have an audition for a play that you're interested in, a lot of the plays out there have some roles for women, but they're not primarily all women. They're usually male-dominated roles, Uh, and it's not the fault of the theaters in our state or our city uh, or nationally. It's just this, it's been this way. Um, eh, Men, just, they're just They are the ones who have been writing. They are the ones who have been producing. So that is a common theme. So women now are gaining their voices and deciding, you know, we want to see these women. So we need to do something. And that's how we started the theater company because we wanted to provide those opportunities for women. And not just our friends who are actors. We wanted to reach us out to women business leaders and sure. to people in the community who are interested in learning about acting or production any kind of production, whether it be sound editing, uh, production design, lighting, there's all kinds of jobs within a theater company, not just the actors. And and Monique, with respect to Janny
2: King, I'm sure there aren't a lot of women franchise owners, really
3: honestly there really are are there there's a huge percentage of female franchise owners most people tend to start the franchise um, to build their skills in um, communications and sales and operations but once they see the whole scope of what Janet King has to offer, it's very empowering, mm. and many women are meeting with CEOs on a daily basis to sell their own accounts, to build their business, to um, negotiate working in different fields. So if someone has only serviced um, office accounts, um, office cleaning, then they may branch into schools, or they may branch into healthcare, and so it's very empowering, and there's more so and more women coming to the table. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. So you're Jenny King
2: of Baton Rouge, it, and you said there are many franchises here, and you're one of them, and the, and the largest, or were the largest for a long time. Um, do they all have different names? Do you each have different specialties? I mean, do you have a territory or a, you know license agreement that gives you a certain area or how does or do you compete against your other
3: Janie King friends So all of us are independent independent business owners we all tend to specialize in certain types of accounts and so some people may focus on industrial accounts some people may smoke sure. focus on small office cleaning some people may focus on education education can look very differently whether it's higher ed or K through 12 or whether it's early ed and so there's a lot of different niche there that people tend to focus on for me education K through 12 and healthcare and light industry has been the bread and butter of my business that's, that's quite a lot of bread and butter that's a <laughs> that's a broad you know that's it is hospital schools and Light industrial. But coming from the healthcare background, I worked 10 right. years in healthcare, so it was helpful. That was comfortable for me. Yeah. Um, broadening into education was a little daunting. There are a lot of people yeah. <laughs> in schools, and so managing that was a little daunting, but it was very successful in that arena. That's great. Um, so it's, opportunities are there, and that's one of the best things about having a national brand supported in your local area. Yeah,
2: that is great. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Monique Scott Spaulding of Janny King of Baton Rouge and Paula Shreve of the Red Magnolia Theatre Company. Well, Paula, speaking of, of opportunities, you have a full-time job. This is just a part-time thing. It's a passion for you? Do you have to work nights? Uh, to-
1: yes and yes. Uh, so uh, it is a passion of mine. I'm very excited about it, and uh, it's it's really gained a lot of momentum. We've been very successful with the few events we've had. So I work full-time at an energy services firm here in Baton Rouge uh, in the legal department, and I just did get my uh, certification as a paralegal Congratulations.
2: Thank That's you, great. thank
1: you. So I'm an LSU was wonderful with that. Uh, it was a great program. I recommend it for anyone interested. Uh, basically, uh, I leave my office and I, I go home and we we either talk over the phone about our initiatives, we've had meetings at local businesses like brouhaha coffee which we've been working with a bit and uh, or various friends homes so on the weekends and in the evenings is when we do all the work and we've all been learning it's a crash course and running a business a nonprofit, uh, you know board organization um, development and fundraising uh, learning about marketing a lot of these we each individually have our own special skills for but we're 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 having to uh Amp it up and learn a lot quickly. And
2: I want to I want to talk about that. But tell me real quick before I forget, um, you all are you know less than two years old now, really just about a year and a half old. So you're starting small. You do basically one big production a year and several smaller readings around that,
1: town? That's correct. So we, we weren't sure how, at first we wanted to produce one show and just see how that went, how we felt about it. And like I said, we did really well. We had lots of people come in. It was very successful. We have actors who are constantly acting, asking us, excuse me, we have actors who are asking us when will we have our next production. So we have... We have to apply for rights, and the rights we are waiting on. Uh, we're looking at a November production, so we're looking to do one fully staged production a year at this time. And now, do you know where you'll do it? Well, we are. We've looked at various venues. Uh, we uh, I can't really say where we're okay, going to have it yet know. until we that have is. the rights. Yeah, I just didn't know if y'all had a regular, a oh, regular right. right. Theater, so yeah. in order to, for us to keep involved, we want to keep involved with the community. So we did start a uh, reader's theater, right. and uh, we will have about four to five readings a year uh, at various locations where the actors will read the scripts. And it will be non-staged, but uh, it'll work in conjunction with another woman, hopefully woman-owned business. Um, but like I said, we, we involve everyone, so we're not... Excluding anybody when we partner with people—that's
2: great. And you mentioned everything that goes into starting up a nonprofit arts organization, and I know how, how hard that is. And Monique, you've been involved with arts organizations in the community. I mean, can Baton Rouge support what it has, and do we need more? And what do we need to make what we have work better?
3: So I definitely think that we can support what we have. I think there's more opportunity to support um, the, what currently exists, and I'll speak about Opera Louisiana. but there are many, many other organizations. The Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge, You know, there's the ballet, there's the symphony. There's many, many opportunities for arts, um, supportive arts here in the community. And then to have an additional organization, I think it's just opportunity for collaboration, right? We're all in the same space supporting the quality of life here in our community and i think our our young people our young you know under 40 group yeah. is looking for multiple ways to have different Activities to be able to support the quality of life in our community. You're active with Opera Louisiana in particular. I am, yes. So I'm currently chair of the board of Opera Louisiana. Congratulations. We have, well, thank you. Oh, thank you. This that. is my second year. My term ends this fiscal year, so I'll be sad to see it go, but con- happy to continue to support a phenomenal organization who I think um, our general director does a phenomenal job in supporting women in the arts and bringing people back who have ties and connections to the community and supporting their platform throughout the world in, in their um, productions.
2: And are you getting that impression, Paula, as you all try to grow, you know, attract oh, yes. audiences and members Actually, and raise money?
1: Leanne uh, with Opera Louisiana and I have... Uh performed together. Recently we were in a show at the Manship Theater. Uh, She sang, I sang, and she was the one who helped with a couple questions I had about starting a nonprofit. I have performed with them in in opera. Uh, Yes, uh, we are a member of the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge as well and uh, they have actually extended their arms to us to perform at this year's Ebb and Flow Festival. Oh, that's great. So we're very excited about that and that's a free community
2: event. And there are so many, I mean, and I'm familiar with so many wonderful venues. I mean, and you have like Baton Rouge Community College and LSU has theaters, right? And Manship is fabulous and Baton Rouge High. I mean, if you can run out there, I mean, wonderful auditoriums because my son played music. So I've, I've been around and all the churches too, right? If you need a smaller venue And, and the audiences are always so eager, you know, to lap up the wonderful performances that they're seeing. I find that the challenge is in the money-raising, the fundraising, the development end. And I'm sure you know that, Monique.
3: That's always a challenge, and we're very thankful for our loyal supporters of Opera Louisiane. People tend to support around um, the types of performances, the types of productions. There are many, many Gershwin supporters out there and what have you. And so depending on your production for the year, that's an opportunity to expand your patrons. And so don't be afraid to ask um, people are definitely willing to support the arts they're willing to support female owned businesses female entrepreneurship is, is a big buzz in the community so um, and again collaboration is key reneé is a yeah, phenomenal I think resource so. she's really good about mm-hmm. that too
2: trying to connect the dots so so let's talk a little bit about the whole the whole female angle you know and the i mean do you find that that's helping y'all paula and I mean, where we are today with respect to this Me Too movement, I mean, is, is, do you all feel a change maybe in the past five years in this community especially, which is tends to be a little behind the times and a little more conservative?
1: I have found there to be so many women just coming to us, uh, coming to our performances, or just meeting us excited about what we were doing, whether they're interested in theater at all they're just excited that women want to share women's stories because the stories we're interested in, they're really just about you know, the wives, your neighbors, your your daughters, your nieces, the, you know, I, I have to reiterate sometimes to men that though we say that we are focused on women, we are about the wives that you deal, you know, the, the, the patrons, the people that you go to their stores, we are, we're everywhere, and so I, I think that it's just an old mindset, you know, a lot of people don't realize when they see a movie and there's just almost all men and hardly any women in it, you know when you say that when you switch that over and you say hey we would like to have this play it has only two male parts but about 10 women in it and some men are like oh well i'm not gonna go see that i'm like well you know women we watch these movies we don't stop watching a movie that has basically an almost complete cast of men because we like the story it's about the story and the characters and we know some of those men we don't and we're interested in their stories so what's the difference right one of the things I've seen now,
3: women are more in tune to the value of what we provide. We have always been, like you said, supportive and, and in the background making things happen and not necessarily celebrated for that. But now this, I consider it the, the year of the woman, the decade of the woman, because women are truly valuing what they bring to the table. What about in the business community, Monique, mm-hmm.
2: where you have considerable experience.
3: There are more and more female entrepreneurs that are launching businesses that were sometimes called side hustles. You know, I (laughs) I do this when, you know, when I have time and it hasn't been a primary focus, but they are making those opportunities primary focus and providing a lot of energy in them to excel. That's great. Have
2: you, I mean, just dealing here in baton rouge have you encountered that old boys network whether it was to get a loan or to try to get investors into your franchise or to get a contract or whatever
3: there's definitely many times when we (laughs) show up for an rfp um, meeting or what have you um there are many many men at the table you know 10 years ago there may have been five businesses at the table Four of them were men, one was a woman, but now there may be 30 businesses at the table, and several of them are women, a good 20, 25 percent. So yes, I would like to see more, but I'm happy to see that companies, uh, female-owned companies, are at the table and willing to take a leap to um, prepare the bigger proposals, so large accounts. Interesting.
2: Have you considered expanding beyond Baton Rouge, your Jenny King franchise, or, or just in
3: general? Most recently, I've um, looked at two different opportunities, actually. There's some business in Lafayette and and there's a regional office in Lafayette, and so I could purchase a franchise to um, offer business there. Um, But there's also opportunities. The way Jana King is structured, there's what's called a master franchisor who purchases the rights mm-hmm. to sell franchises in a city. And there's a couple of cities that are out there that I'm considering. Okay. And that's still a low-cost investment, but then I would have the opportunity to build and develop that city. That's and so there's new things on the radar, on the horizon. What is the growth plan
2: for Red Magnolia, Paula?
1: Well... Like I said, we are all working full-time, uh, the founders, and so we have our families and we don't want to take away from our time with our families. So there's this balancing act going on. We now have a board supporting us and we are growing. So we have added the reader series. Uh, we had our first reading uh, not long ago at uh, it was a dinner and um, it was very successful. So we are looking forward to having about four to five reader series events a year and then one uh, play this year. We uh, just started. But there w- will be men in the play. There will be men. We have uh, <laughs> we have uh, one of them. Uh, Motherhood Out Loud requires two men. So we will have plays that involve men as well. It's, we're going to have open auditions for that and anyone who is interested is welcome to come out. Even if anyone who is interested and has never performed in theater it is a reading so we will be reading it in public and it does require a bit of a little bit of acting but it's it's basically we want people to hear these stories so just as you do with the radio you know talk to people we want people to listen Uh, so we wanted to grow organically so our board will most likely grow by several people in the next year or so we haven't We are currently working on becoming a 501c3 federally. We are a nonprofit with the state and are acting as one, but we are in the midst of our bylaws. So we're very brand new as a a young baby organization. So into three to five years, I would love to see, (laughs) I would love to have this be my full-time job and have our own brick and mortar theater. But for now, this is the way it is and we're going with the needs of the community. So if it grows naturally, then we will go with the
2: flow. That's great. Well, Paula Shreve and Monique Scott Spaulding, it's always great to have women executives and entrepreneurs and innovators together over lunch on this show to talk about their perspective, about what their businesses are doing, and also about what Baton Rouge can do to become more open and friendly to female business owners. And you might think this is something we wouldn't have to talk about in 2019, but it is still very relevant today. So thank you both for being here today on Out to Lunch, and good luck with your continued success.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Monique Scott Spaulding of Jenny King of Baton Rouge and Paula Shreve of the Red Magnolia Theatre Company. You can find out more about Jenny King of Baton Rouge and the Red Magnolia Theatre Company by going to our website, itsbatonrouge.la. The producer of our show is Grant. And Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino, Dave Winwood, and Adam Edelman. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from the show on our website, itsbatonrouge.la, and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. You can hear this show in past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts, including Spotify, and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la Rouge.LA and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch.
0: Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2 for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones-Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base joneswalker.com. And by the Alliance Safety Council, delivering instructor-led on-site computer lab and online training through more than 100 authorized training providers in 31 states and two countries. Headquartered in Baton Rouge, Alliance is focused on the future of learning technology and training process innovation for business and industry, for safety, and other corporate training needs. More information is at alliancesafetycouncil.org. And by the Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world.